relationships, where you're going to receive tips and tools for growing stronger and healthier relationships. I'm your host, Michelle Costelli, author, speaker, and a relationship coach. Each week, we're going to tackle the challenges that we face in all of our key relationships. These include dating and marriage, family and friends, and self and spiritual. Now, if you have a relationship question or issue that you would like to have addressed on this podcast, send it in to my email and we'll take a look. My email is Michelle, with two L's, at growingyourrelationships.com. In today's episode three, we're going to take a look at COVID isolation, how the loneliness and isolation of COVID affects our mental health. With all the social distancing that's been going on over these past several months, and with news telling us every day about a surge in hospitalizations and more restrictions of where we can go, it can be difficult on our mental health to deal with all of this. We're now also entering into the holiday season of both Thanksgiving and Christmas, and this is going to put an added pressure on us to feel happy and up at a time when we might be feeling very down. So today I'd really like to go over ways that we can help cope with this because we're all dealing with this social isolation. We're all dealing with degrees of loneliness. And so let's, let's start by talking about some ways that we can cope. The first thing we really need to do is to pay really close attention to how much this loneliness and isolation is actually affecting us. A lot of times we really don't look at the small or subtle changes that are taking place in our own behavior. So here are some things that I would ask you to take a look at to see how you're doing. First, let's take a look at how your personal routines might have changed. Now, these are very subtle, so you need to take a close look. Let's, For example, have you noticed that your sleeping habits have changed? Maybe you're sleeping more sleeping in till noon, um, which is something you maybe never usually do. Or maybe you're going the other direction and you're having trouble to sleep. You're getting up every night thinking and ruminating about thoughts, or you just can't get yourself to fall asleep because you're thinking about tomorrow's activities, but it's occurring over and over again, and you're feeling a restlessness. Some of the other things to take a look at, too, are your eating habits. And my, are you eating more? Are you finding that food is becoming something that you're turning to to fill that comfort and so you're eating more? Or in some people, it has the reverse effect and they're eating less. The anxiety and the loneliness has caused them to reduce their eating habits and skip meals. So this is important to look at. What are, how are we sleeping and, and how are we eating? We also need to take a look at our ability to focus you know, are we having trouble focusing at work or just doing some of the, you know, the tasks that we would normally do at home have become harder for us to focus on? This difficulty focusing can be particularly troubling at work where we have, you know, jobs that we need to do, tasks that we need to complete, and we're just not able to get our mind uh, to focus on those activities. Also, we want to take a look at any changes that we may have had in our moods. Do we find that we are more irritable or more frustrated? Are we finding that we're lashing out at different people or just getting restless over small things? Has it been hard to keep up with our personal hygiene? 
Are we not getting changed and doing some of the habits that we need to do to keep up our personal grooming habits? You know, we all have days where we want to just stay in our PJs and watch some TV. But has this become a pattern where we're not getting up, getting changed and going about our normal activities? Is there a change in our alcohol consumption? Are we drinking more because we're feeling down? So these are some of the personal behaviors that we need to take a close look at. Because like I said, these are subtle changes that can occur over several months or longer that we may not have noticed. We also need to pay attention to changes in our pattern of contact with others. For example, has the thought of contacting people seemed harder to you now? Do you find that you're avoiding returning phone calls or you're not wanting to get involved in online chat groups as you used to do? I've heard from so many people lately that they just don't have the emotional energy to return any of the phone calls that they're receiving or they don't want to go. Their feeling of isolation has led them to withdraw even more from people. So instead of reaching out to try to get support from others, They're telling me they're pulling inward because they're feeling down. Ask yourself if this is you. Are you finding yourself not reaching out to others that you normally would for your social supports, but instead are feeling this inward pull to withdraw and stay by yourself in isolation? Like I said, these kinds of behaviors happen slowly, so we really need to pay attention and take a look at how our patterns have changed. Next, to cope, we need to list, write down what our social supports are so we can be re-reminded that we do have some supports that we can reach out to. These might include family or friends or coworkers or spiritual supports. Spiritual supports can include staying in contact with people in your places of worship And I know uh, COVID has made it difficult for many people to go to their places of worship in person. Um, A lot of churches and temples have been either closed or reduced in capacity. But many are also streaming online or having recorded versions of their worship online to watch. And also, I highly recommend, if you haven't considered it before, to reaching out to God for emotional support. Scripture is tells us over and over again that God constantly listens to our concerns and is willing to offer us emotional support and strength if we ask. If we don't share what's happening to us with anyone, then we're going to withdraw even further from others. We need to let those that we trust help us by listening to our concerns and sharing together some ways that we can keep this contact going between us even when we don't feel like having any contact. If you do not have family or friends that you feel comfortable sharing your feelings with, or you would like extra support, I encourage you to go to my website, Michelle M. Costelli. My last name is spelled C-A-S-T-E-L-L-I dot com and click on the Learn About Services tab to schedule a free discovery call to learn more about your relationship issues. It's extremely important that everyone research the local emergency numbers in their area and put them on your phone or place them somewhere in your apartment or house that you can get to fast 
if your depressive feelings start increasing and you're starting to have suicidal thoughts. You can also access the National Suicide Prevention Line by going to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org, and they will route you to your local area for support. As we enter into this holiday season, it'll be also especially important to identify ways that you can help other people who are also isolated and alone. Who around you right now do you know that might be living alone and they might be struggling with isolation? A neighbor, maybe a coworker, and then make a decision to contact them. As a therapist and coach, I've found that one of the ways to help people with that downward spiral of depression feelings is to help other people in need. Now, I know this can kind of sound like a strange advice, given the fact that when we don't have emotional energy, when we feel down, But it does work. When we focus on other people who are in need, it helps us to pull out of that downward spiral that we're having with our own needs. So look around. Does your local nursing home or hospital or some other helping agency in your area, do they need callers during this holiday season or letter writers so that their residents who can't get together with family, can't get together with friends because of COVID, but are hungry and thirsting for an opportunity to have somebody reach out and contact them. You can start by calling up the agency and asking to speak with their volunteer coordinator and to see if they would be willing to have you call or write letters to their residents. Now, when we help others with their isolation and their loneliness, we actually end up helping ourselves. I hope that you'll take the time to look at how social distancing is affecting you and to decide to reach out to others for support. We need to reach out in order to get out of isolation. And COVID doesn't need to stop us from caring or sharing with others. I thank you for joining me today, and I hope that you'll listen to our next podcast episode in which I look at the genuineness in relationships. How do we stay genuine, and how do we know if others are being genuine with us? Have a great week.